Who knows? We might even get a reprieve from the coronavirus. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I think it's fair to say there's been, of late, what I like to call COVID exhaustion. I think people, a lot of people have had about enough. They've listened to all the rhetoric. They hear all the hype. Uh, You have people divided now into basically two camps. Those that are still afraid of the virus and run around wearing masks uh, everywhere they go, in their car, by themselves, outdoors. And those that are beginning to wonder, were we lied to in any shape, manner, or form? Well, obviously, if you've listened to this program, you know that I am a believer that much of what was said, much of what was done was unnecessary, and a lot of it was a hype. Have people died from the coronavirus? Of course they have. Do people die of the flu? Yes, they, people die of a lot of things. But was this the, the pandemic that was going to kill millions of people in a matter of just mere months? You got to go back a year ago. That's what the experts told us then. If we don't lock things down, social distance, shut down restaurants, unessential travel, purchases, everything else, rely on Amazon to deliver all of our goods and just hide in our homes, millions upon millions of people will die by, you know, June, July of 2020. We need to flatten the curve. Remember that? Over a year ago, we're going to flatten the curve. It's going to take about mm, two, two and a half weeks, 15 days. We'll start with 15. How many hundreds of days later were we still trying to flatten a curve that never, that never happened? So many things, and I, I wasn't going to really address this today, but I just feel that it's time to look at this crisis kind of tear it apart, look at some of the new dangers that I see coming down the road, and also wonder what the next crisis is going to be to to keep the people under control. We shared on the the Monday broadcast, and I, I, I had to remind you over and over again of the various things that the globalist of this world use to keep us under control. How many politicians have just thrown around that term, you know, the, the, the existential crisis of our time is climate change, formerly known as global warming, formerly known as the ice age, formerly known as a pile of nonsense that has not yet ever come true. Are the temperatures gradually going up? Probably. Did man cause it? Probably not. There are so many instances. You, hey, Bob, but you look. There, there's some. There's some thermometers out there over the years that that show the, the these towns have had a rise in temperature. Well, there's some little islands, like city, what we call them, land islands, that maybe had oh a hundred years ago a thousand people. Now they got twenty thousand people close in, and you got asphalt, and that'll influence a thermometer. 
But that thermometer out in the desert, that thermometer in the woods, it stays pretty consistent over the period of time. So is there a warming? Yes. Is it catastrophic? So far, no. But what about the rise of the sea levels? What about, I mean, we're all going to drown. We were told the ice caps would be melted years ago. They haven't. We were told that parts of Florida would be underwater, like where we live, my wife and I. It hasn't. Every catastrophic prediction I told you on Monday, and I'll remind you again today, I cannot find one catastrophic prediction made since the first Earth Day in 1970 that has come to pass yet. And everybody always says we have 10 years left to fix things, and or by 50 years from now, we're going to be in big trouble. They were talking in 1970 that by 1990, we'd be frozen to death. And then we were going to be burned to death by 2005. In 2005, they said we would have hurricanes every year. I mean, massive, just getting worse and worse for just forever. Then we had a 10-year hiatus on hurricanes. Some of the biggest global warming conferences were postponed due to snowstorms. Every, every crisis, there's, there's a reason for it. And it has nothing to do with your well-being. It has to do with control over you. One of my biggest concerns, and let, let's take a theological look at this for a moment. I shared on the Monday program from the book of Romans. This earth worship that we're getting into versus the worship of the creator is huge. And it's always been a factor, and it's increasingly a factor. Your your typical globalist is not a believer in a true almighty creator God. This life is all they have, and they want all the power how many of you are old enough to remember a a commercial back in the 1960s? You know, you only go around once, get all the gusto you can get. It was a commercial for some beer company, I think. Yeah, Schlitz beer. Get all the gusto you can. That's kind of the globalist point of view for themselves. Get everything we can, all the power we can. All the excitement we can, all the control we can. And so look over these past 50 years. The environment is one item that you can control people. We have to have windmills and solar energy. Now, I have nothing against either one. I do have a little bit against windmills. I don't think there is uh, there is not as much of a gift to 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 our energy needs as they've been made out to be. I think that there's enough information to show the cost of production, the cost of maintenance, the amount of energy it takes to make them. The return on investment is pretty dismal. Right now, I I do lean towards solar solar energy because it's been around for quite a while, and it is constantly improving, though there is going to be, we got to remember something, Solar panels do not last forever, and there is going to be an environmental cost 
in their disposal and dismantling. So as as long as we understand that and understand the other environmental issue is the batteries. These batteries have to come from somewhere. And all the special minerals that are needed to make these batteries, they can cause an environmental disaster in the places that they're mined. Like China, like Africa and other locations, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind to the Western world. But if we're, if we're pretending that this is so environmentally sound, is it really? Aren't we substituting one uh, global anomaly for another to do this? Like I say, I have no particular problem with solar energy. And I think that as we gradually work harder to develop better technology, I mean, think about this. Let's understand, you know, you cannot, you cannot legislate technology. Only a fool thinks you can. And we have plenty of fools in government that think they can legislate technology. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way even in medical science, some of the things that they've tried to do in our governments in terms of the pandemic. But you cannot legislate and demand research and technology results. You can fund research and development Look over the last hundred years. We went from not even having a true vacuum tube to integrated circuits and micro-integrated circuits. So over time, the technology, things do happen. To say we have to have a certain technology by a certain date is only the is the kind of thing only would be vocalized or promoted by a total idiot. And government is full of total idiots. I think it's a requirement in some parts of our federal government today. You must be a certifiable idiot to work there. I know I'm being a little harsh, but I'm trying to give you some truth here. So I look at all these crises that we were looking at today. We're all going to starve to death because there are too many people. We have the sars covid Uh, we've got an energy crisis, we have an environmental crisis, we have global warming. We, you know, it's always, it, when one, it's, it's kind of like playing whack-a-mole. We get one crisis at bay and then another one's going to pop up. There'll, there'll always be, understand this. My wife asked a question. I've mentioned this before. When are things going back to normal? The answer is very simple. Never. Never in your lifetime, never until Jesus comes, is it going back to normal. The Luciferian Satanist will never have it. They'll always find a way to rob you of your freedom and take control of your life. Because they believe the world is about them and you are just a support function for their global lifestyle. I mean, why am I going to listen to a computer nerd that stole an operating system and made billions of dollars, and now he's the expert on vaccines and world health because he has money. The man should be put in prison for stealing an operating system and lifting the idea of a graphic user interface from Apple. The man was a thief, and now he's a revered person 
of medical science, and he knows nothing about what he talks about, except what he has said is, is very concerning. We can use vaccines to reduce the population of the earth to a reasonable number. Well, I'm afraid that may happen. One of the reasons that I am, I'm not an anti-vaccine person. I know some people that are totally are, and I understand it. Many have their reasons. Many of the reasons are very legit. Some are not so legit. This is just my opinion. You can have yours. But I'm very uncomfortable with the with the SARS-CoV-2 vaccines that are out there for a number of reasons. And I'm going to share, I may not get to it on this half of the program, but I ran across a video from a doctor, and I, I, I've got the audio track. It's only about 10 minutes, but it's worth listening to as he explains his concerns about the these vaccines and what they are and what they are not. And the unknown long-term effects. And see, this is where this is where I'm coming from. There, there are a lot of theories out there, a lot of conspiracy, a lot of... Uh, there's some information, but you can't verify it. I'm, I'm always hesitant when someone says, you know, I've got some super secret information. Too many times, like, you know, you remember Q? How many got caught by Q and, and believed all this nonsense that is yet to come to pass? I like to lean on things and share things that I have a, let's say, a reasonable expectation. And it's based upon life experience and the way things have been unraveling over time. I I try to share with you things that you can pretty well take to the bank. There are some things that people talk about that I'm very hesitant to talk about, and, and I've got my reasons. There's a lot of misinformation about 5G, a tremendous amount of misinformation, insanely inaccurate information about 5G. So you need to take about 80% of what people say about 5G and take it with a grain of salt. Unless you understand radio frequency technology, it can get... (laughs) It, it it's hard for people to understand what 5G is. It's not a magic ray gun to control your brain or, you know, steal your data. It's just high-speed internet in the air. That's all it is. And that in itself has got its own set of problems that, that, that are totally unrelated to mind control. We're going to activate all those nanobots in your body to do things. I I don't buy into that one because while there is truth to some of it, there's a lot of fiction that has been mixed in. And it, it comes up with more of a Hollywood script than something that I can feel comfortable in sharing, especially when I understand how we progress from 1G phone system, wireless, to to 5G, and 6G and 7G are already on the drawing board. It's a natural progression. Lower power, ironically, to give you wider bandwidth. I don't want to get into it right now, but 5G is not not the thing to fear. It's not the big boogeyman in the room. Now, I know some of you are ready to turn the radio off because I said that. 
the biggest danger of 5G is how fast data can be moved around, and it, it can usher in things like, well, when you have people like St. Andrew Cuomo, the pious of New York, the governor up there, talking about the Excelsior Pass. So you too, once you've had your COVID injection, can live the happy life again. And you'll have your Excelsior Pass. So you can go to a a, base, a baseball game, a football game, a basketball game, and join it with your friends and even have a hot dog and a beer because you've had your COVID injection. Things like 5G technology, well, what they do is they, they allow the rapid moving of data for a large number of people at one time. I mean, that's that's really all 5G is, is just faster data. And before we, I mean, there's so many claims made and I've heard all these claims for 40 years in, in the kind of work that I do. And one by one, they kind of fall to the wayside. If you want to know the truth, there was more electronic energy in a lot of the UHF TV channels before digital than you'll ever get from, from 5G, which are using the same frequencies as much of the old UHF upper part of the TV band, where they ran millions upon millions of watts, not you know, not a half a watt or two watts. So I just kind of put that in perspective. The crisis of the day is what I want to talk about today a little bit more and on this first part and also I'm going to share what this doctor has to say about, I think it'll, I will wait to the second half of the program. I listened carefully to what he said. And I've been trying to do a little bit of background work, and, and I feel comfortable. And and everything that he's sharing, I have found in other other writings and, and other credible sources. I, I think what I like about this particular doctor is he he just ties it all together very quickly. You know, all the various concerns that are being raised by honest to goodness physicians, real doctors people that understand viruses, people that understand medicine, people that understand the science and the technology of all of this and and why they have some of their concerns, why many of people will not take it. Because number one, and I'll say this much, you'll hear it in a little while, a lot of this technology is is not as time-tested as other things. Remember, I don't care what Facebook, which I call fascist book, wants to tell you. Every time I see one of their little things come up, vaccines are safe and effective. You need to take a vaccine. Have you taken your vaccine yet? Put your picture inside of this little round thing that says, I've taken my vaccine. Have you? I want to throw up or just smash the phone or you know, throw away my computer every time I see that. Number one. I don't consider Facebook a reliable source on anything. I don't. I don't consider their fact checkers honest. I think they're false makers. They're not fact checkers. They're false makers. They only have one job. To control the propaganda to deceive the masses. And the same is true with Twitter. These are agents of Satan. These are, these are propaganda agents that when they get into deciding politics and medical science, 
they're not to be trusted. They're not they're not the platform they once claimed they were. I look at it, I use it to keep an idea of what's going on in the world. And I look for things that appear and then magically disappear. The kind of material I'm, I'm going to share in the next half hour in the second half of the program is the kind of a video that will be taken down by YouTube and a Twitter connection or Facebook as fast as their algorithms find it or somebody notices it and the fact checkers, you know, raise the red flag. See, as far as Facebook is concerned, the vaccine is 100% safe and, and totally effective. Yet we know it isn't. The crisis du jour. We're going to be worrying about economic crises. We're going to be worrying about the world coming to an end because of climate change the existential you know, threat of our time. And now do you realize that racism is the cause of climate change? I didn't realize that until earlier this week. Somebody said in Washington that climate change causes racism or was it racism causes climate change? They were, they're now related. So climate change and white supremacy and racism are now all evil things like not taking the vaccine, evil thing. Not worshiping the earth, evil thing. Do, do you understand what I'm trying to share with you here, my friend? We're, we're coming into a time of very unusual tribulation. And if you're looking at it as may, being only the great tribulation as something you need to be concerned about, well, you need to worry about this too. Whether this is or is not the Great Tribulation, I don't know. I would never dare say so. Because then I'm, I'm getting too close to date setting. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm treading on some dangerous ground. But this much I can tell you, and I can share with you with a, with a tremendous amount of certainty. If you think that we're going to fix it in 2022 at the ballot box in the United States, if you think you're going to fix everything in Canada at the ballot box or in England or anywhere else, you're deceived. The march to hell has already begun. And when you recognize that the majority of people in the Western world today are not people of true Christian faith... They're just not. They're, they're secular. There's some Christians in name only uh, because it's the cultural thing to do, like a Joe Biden or a Nancy Pelosi. They, they like to claim their church heritage, yet they deny their own church teachings on things like abortion and life issues. You can't be double-minded according to Scripture, and those two certainly are, and many others like them. There's no life or health in them, according to Scripture. They're fakes and they're frauds. They have sold out their souls to Luciferian desires and concerns. There's no other way to describe it. Those that support the kind of agendas we're seeing coming out of Washington, not all of it, but most of it, it's Luciferian. It is satanic. It is demonic. 
I, I listened to some of the statements made about Black Lives Matters and, and other issues. And, well, you know, well, they've always been knife fights among teenage girls. Really? I don't remember that coming up. I don't remember a knife fight. Do you? But once again, the reprobate mind doesn't understand truth or reality any longer. It's, 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 it's a fantasy world that is fed by satanic and, and demonic agents. I'm, I'm telling you what it is. They, be, they, they really believe their own delusion. They believe in their own power. They believe in their own reality. And that reality is false, fake, and heading them to hell. And they want to take you with them on their, on their journey. Gaia worship. Ever heard of that term, Gaia? the goddess of life on this earth. You know, it just dawned on me. I want you to, want you to dwell on this for a couple of moments. This, this is important stuff. The pagan gods of a 1,000 years ago, 2,000, 3,000, and 4,000 years ago, the pagan gods were all satanic in nature, demonic. I'm going to say something here that's going to get some of you really mad, and some of you may already know this. Islam is a satanic religion. It is based on the worship of demons in the Rock of Kabul. There was a crevice in the rock for every day of the year, and, and it was inhabited by a demon. This is the family religious business that Muhammad took over and turned it into an empire that allowed the looting and raping and killing of people. That is the source of Islam, if you did not know. These pagan religions always have certain things in common. The sacrifice of children. Yeah. Sacrifice and, and kill your firstborn so you can have prosperity. And a better life. Sounds like abortion, doesn't it? Back in the days when they worshipped the god Moloch. Moloch was an idol. They would set it on fire from the inside till it was red burning hot. And it had these hands that would turn red burning hot. And they would place a newborn child into that burning idol. And then they would dance and shout and sing to cover up the screams. Today's pagan god can use forceps and tools and look through ultrasound and still sacrifice that baby and you don't have to worry about singing and dancing anymore to, to drown out the scream. We've made it even easier with technology. The earth is not currently in crisis except for those that are leading it. They are the crisis. The satanic leaders of this world are the crisis. The satanic people that make the statements, we must reduce the population, like Bill Gates who says we can do it with vaccines. What's he plan on doing? Sterilizing the world? <laughs> 
might be happening with the COVID-19 vaccine. Is it to kill older people off early? Could be happening. We don't know the long-term results of these, these concoctions. I know that there is medical science regarding a messenger RNA that may, in fact, have a true medical use, particularly in fighting diseases like cancer, where you're targeting for a specific person a specific problem. But this idea and uh, of this mass inoculation of billions with a B people with a unapproved, remember, these are only given emergency use authorizations. None of these things have gone through the regular process. None. There has been no long-term testing that would take 5, 10, in some cases 15 years to ever know the true effect of certain certain vaccines or certain treatments. These have been rushed to market. These are being rushed into people's arms. And as many said, you're not going to see a lot of problems early on, though we are seeing them, and only a fraction being reported, but still, we're beginning to see people have reactions. I mean, I, I have people that I know that have taken the vaccine that are no longer alive now, and I think it's because of the vaccine. They had other health issues that we are beginning to understand. Some of these vaccines can cause the body to attack itself. Yeah, I've lost one friend. I really believe between shot one and two. Talk about that maybe a little later. I know that some of what I'm talking about today, you may not agree with. But I think we need to to understand that there's always going to be a crisis thrown at us to control us. On that, you can count. Do you believe in the work we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? Would you consider helping us pay for the shortwave airtime? This week, we are traveling in Florida trying to take care of beginning a project. And I'll talk more about it maybe next week. When I get the chance, still still getting things put together. I think it's an exciting thing. A lot to share as we're putting it all together for you know keeping the truth out there. But really, this program, doing a program like this today on current events, we do this from time to time. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to get back into really sharing hope and, and how we work together and live in this world and do the things that God has called us to do. If you believe in the work, you can visit the website, truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's our secure box, number 263. We are in Sky Valley, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Once again, 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. If you're making a contribution to the effort, you can make it out to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Got a lot more to share. 
And we'll be back with the second half of the program in just a moment. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The sinking ship. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The Titanic was called the unsinkable ship, and it certainly looked that way. It was almost a world unto itself, a luxury ship with ornate staircases, elegant dining rooms, and majestic ballrooms. The idea of sinking was unthinkable, so unthinkable that the owners didn't even bother providing enough lifeboats for the passengers. And then the unthinkable happened. The Titanic struck an iceberg and began sinking into the icy waters of the North Atlantic. There's something about this story that fascinates us, so much so it's produced several books and movies, blockbusters, even a Broadway musical. And one of the reasons may be this. This life is the Titanic. See, we act as if it's unsinkable. The idea of death, we try not to think about it. We, so we make no real provision for it. We're too busy, captivated by its glitter, its dining rooms, its ballrooms. We don't consider the end. And then it sinks. You see, no matter who you are, this life sinks. It's a sinking ship. Everybody on it ends up dying. Everything about the flesh in the end is just a sinking ship. One big colossal sinking ship. If you have any doubt about it, just go to a funeral. That's the end. Now, if you know you're on a sinking ship, what do you do? Well, if you're smart, you get your eyes off the ship and off its details and you get into another boat. You get into the lifeboat. Otherwise, you'll regret it. So the Bible says the way of the flesh is death, but the way of the spirit is life. There it is. There's your lifeboat. You don't have to be super spiritual, just practical. The flesh is sinking. Abandon it. Stop living in the flesh and the way of the flesh. Leave the sinking ship and get aboard the spirit. Abandon ship. Live by the spirit. And when the ship goes down, you'll still be sailing. Want more? Ask for the importance of being dead. Now the free gift for you. What if you discovered the place where the lost Ark of the Covenant was? Well, a newly revealed ancient discovery just as awesome, the mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. It's our free gift for you. And Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guaranteed to bring life to your walk. Or a free New Testament. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's all you do. But call now. You'll be blessed. Call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. Bless those who blessed you and reach the unreached peoples from every nation. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy, 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Tikva Tenu, our hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Today, and this week. A lot of these programs, a few have been recorded in advance. We are traveling in Florida. We'll be actually recording some programs in Florida. You'll hear them in a day or two. And uh, But I just want to, today I, I just keep thinking about this kind of cultish world we live in. We have the cult of the earth. We have the cult of COVID. We have the cult of climate change. We have the cult of systemic racism. We have the cult of inequity. You can go down all these cults and they're all intertwined. They are all interrelated. 
They are not separate entities. Each one is being used as an assault weapon against a free people. We have the, the, the idea that only one kind of speech is permitted. And the tech tyrants, the fascists, the communists, the Nazis of, of Facebook, Twitter, and even Google. Yeah, definitely Google and their YouTube. They, they are now part of this cult. This cult of control over what you're allowed to think and say. You know, it's funny. You In New York City, if you're caught with a prostitute without a mask, you'll get a fine for not wearing a mask, but not for spending time and paying a prostitute. What a world we live in today. This cult of the mask. And, and go back last year. At first, we didn't need them. Then we did. Then it's patriotic. And, and now we have people, and I've seen this, sadly, in in many places. You'll get somebody, and, and they'll be in a store with their face mask and even a face shield. If they're so afraid, stay home. You don't quarantine the healthy. I'm sorry, but you don't. But we've been doing that for a year. We've never done anything like this before. But it's a cult-like participation. It's even for some become a fashion statement, Nancy Pelosi, to, to wear your color-coordinated mask. It's nice that you're a multi-millionaire that can afford a color-coordinated mask made of the same material of your fine, expensive dresses or pantsuits or whatever you're wearing today. Everybody else is reusing some stupid paper mask and they're not going to buy new ones. How many days or weeks do you use and reuse and, and, and triple use a, a mask designed for a sterile environment just to keep the face mask cultist happy? And, you know, you get near somebody even outdoors without a mask, they'll, they'll run to the other side of the street if you're not wearing one in fear of their life. Like, if, if I get within 10 feet of that individual, he's going to make me die. And then we have governors that have done man masks, you know, these mask mandates, even the president. And they really don't have the constitutional or legislative authority to do what they've done. You know, over the years, this much I do know, and I've read this over and over again in my days in emergency management. Let's let's look at the flu, and, and I, then I'll explain why in just a moment, real quick. Both are viruses. Both are tiny in nanoparticles, same rough size. And they've studied for 20-some-odd years. Would a mask prevent the spread of the flu and there's been study after study after study randomized trials multiple ways of testing control subjects everything and it proves it doesn't do anything it should be noted a surgical mask the type that most are wearing are designed to protect the environment from the wearer and that's done in a in a surgery suite that's already sterilized for the purpose of controlling, are you ready for the big ta-da, you know, the big drum roll? Bacteria, which is vastly larger than a virus. They don't try to filter out a virus. You can't do that unless you want to cut down the oxygen. That's why in an operating suite, when a surgeon is wearing his mask for several hours, 
They raise the oxygen in the room so people don't get uh, dizzy, pass out, uh, lose their place, compromise themselves. When I see somebody riding around in a car wearing a mask by themselves, all they're doing is cutting down their oxygen. It's not a safe thing to do. It should be noted that the coronavirus, when you look at, you know, these masks are designed to deal with particles about 0.8 microns, and and a coronavirus is like 0.1 something microns. They, They can't work. Up until last year, there was never a bias-free study ever done that ever found a benefit from wearing a mask or respirator in these applications. They just don't happen. If that was the case, that's all they would have needed at that lab in Wuhan. It's just a little, you know, face diaper, and they could have been protected from the virus if, if that's what you believe. And so we've been wearing these things, and places where you do wear them compared to where you don't, it's not helping. When they finally did a legit study and not just some quacky observational that may it might work or trying to pretend that it works, you read, there's about 50 different articles that I've looked at over the past seven or eight months. Same conclusion. They don't really work. If anything, they have some serious negative effects. People don't change the mask, which is not good. Uh, Healthy persons do not spread an illness. Mass mandates as a public policy has been a disaster. Uh, The particle size, well, they're too small for these things. Cloth mask, it's a joke. Wearing a mask can block oxygen, we know that. It can also increase the CO2 level in your bloodstream, leading to cognitive dysfunctional uh, outbursts and problems. Whenever I see the President of the United States wearing one on TV, he has a really difficult time putting some words together for more than a minute. Most importantly, a mask can dehumanize us. I think with kids, it's going to cause some psychological trauma that we haven't even begun to realize the long-term effect. There are a lot of reasons people choose not to wear one. I prefer not to because I understand it's a joke it's control, and we know that doesn't work. Now, as far as the vaccine, I don't, I'm not worrying about 5G and all these things that may be in it that someday. That's not my reason for not wanting to take the vaccine. My reason is very simple I'm not a lab rat. We know that they have been trying to do things with these type of therapies for a long time, and very often they fail during the animal testing phase, which we did not do with this. Went right to human trials. And so we don't know the long-term effect. Somebody shared with me a video, and it's from a doctor. Don't have all the information in front of me. I had it before. I apologize that I can't give it to you all, but I'll get it to you later. Uh, Maybe not on this program. But I want you to hear what he has to say. He is saying a lot of what many other reputable, certified, practicing doctors, not some quack, not somebody tossed out of the medical community. These are people with legitimate functioning practices like this one. And these are just the observations from the point of a doctor. Listen carefully. Audio quality is not too bad. 
and it lasts about 10 minutes. I may break in once or twice, but I want you to listen very, very carefully. When, when studies are done on injections that are thought to be vaccines, we sometimes need seven, 10, or even 15 years to really understand what the injection does to the body and what it does to those around us. And so there's automatically this assumption that when the authorities say this in, these injections are safe, that we actually have adequate data and adequate observational data to understand whether or not these injections are safe. The bottom line is we don't have enough data to understand safety. The other thing is that we are made to believe in the public eye that this is a vaccine against a viral infection. So the entire world is is thinking that um, this is a vaccine to protect us against SARS-CoV-2 viral infection. And when you have a vaccine that's supposed to be effective as a vaccine, you're supposed to have antibody immunity against the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And that's never been evaluated with these injections as to whether or not we have antibody immunity to a SARS-CoV-2 virus. Instead, what we have is the genetic information of what is believed to be a piece of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And that piece is called the spike protein. And the technology that's being used is a technology to make this injection that's never been used in vaccine science or methodology before with any kind of success. So we are essentially taking the genetic instructions that make a synthetic spike protein believed to be a part of the SARS-CoV-2 virus and we're giving those sets of instructions into the body and asking the human body to take the genetic instructions of that spike protein and make more of it in our own machinery. And so this messenger RNA technology, which is what it's called, is delivering the genetic instructions for us to make the spike protein. And the problem is that no study has ever been done to test its safety, but also no study has been done to test whether we turn on the production of that spike protein and ever turn it off. And so spike protein in the naturally occurring SARS-CoV-2 viral infection has been shown to cause brain inflammation and neurological damage, heart attacks, lung disease, liver disease, kidney disease, and interacting with the male and female reproductive systems, along with affecting blood binding to oxygen and blood clotting. And so, we know that the natural disease of SARS-CoV-2, because of the effects of the spike protein, is making people sick with all of these kinds of systemic illnesses. 
And so now we're taking that spike protein genetic instructions and we're asking our bodies to make more of that spike protein. And so by making more of that spike protein, we are essentially creating the symptoms and the illness of COVID-19 by giving people the potential to have brain damage and neurological damage, lung disease, liver disease, kidney disease, heart attacks, strokes, blood clotting issues, and impairments to male and female reproductive systems. And there's no study to show whether when the body starts manufacturing this synthetic spike protein, whether or not we ever turn off the production of that spike protein. And so that spike protein is known to be pretty damaging to the human tissue. And so we know that spike protein has been found in saliva. We know that it's been found in the anus. And we have to ask the question, is it found in the exhalation molecules that come out of our breath? Is it found in the skin when we sweat and we smell, the, the spike proteins come out? And if so, does that impact other people with whom we come in contact? And so what we've been seeing is a massive increase in those who've been given the injection of blood clotting problems, miscarriages, stillborns, infertility, strokes, heart attacks, autoimmune diseases, and death, just to name a few. And that's in those who've been injected. So certainly there should be a suspicion when you see people around the injected people who have not been injected getting the typical symptoms of COVID in addition to miscarriages, bleeding, irregular menstrual cycles, it should raise a very, very strong suspicion. Now, the spike protein is, we are told, just specific to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Mm -hmm. So that when your body makes the synthetic spike protein, you're supposed to produce an antibody that's supposed to attack the spike protein. Now, we don't know if that spike protein production keeps going and going and going. And that would make the antibody production keep going and going and going as well. And the thing is that we are finding that the genetic instructions of the spike protein are not specific just to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. The mm. genetic instructions of the spike protein are also similar to or the same as many proteins that exist in the body itself. And so therefore, if we're going to produce an antibody against the genetic instructions of the spike protein, those antibodies are gonna find every bit of protein tissue around the body that matches the genetic instructions of the spike protein. 
And that antibody to the spike protein genetic instructions is going to produce an attack on any of the proteins and tissues in the body that are similar or the same to the genetic instructions of the spike protein. And an increase in autoimmune illnesses, we'll see. Correct. So that's why you'll see autoimmune diseases. But many months ago, there was an article that came out in the European literature where there were several proteins in the male and female reproductive systems that were found to have similar genetic instructions to the genetic instructions of the spike protein. And the scientist raised the concern that if we inject the genetic instructions of the spike protein into the body and cause the body to make an antibody against that genetic instructions of the spike protein, we will also cause the body to make an antibody against the male and female reproductive systems because those proteins in the male and female reproductive systems had similar instructions to the spike protein. And he raised a very strong concern about it because his concern was that it would basically uh, immobilize and take out sperm from being able to uh, cause, you know, know, uh, fertilize an egg. And that it would also impair the egg itself and that it would also impair the placenta And so the experts around the world did the following. When they heard this scientific concern, the experts around the world said, oh, but the amount of genetic instructions of the proteins in the male and female reproductive systems are so small in similarity to the genetic instructions of the spike protein that it really shouldn't make a difference. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how we got the science that said there should be no concerns about infertility or miscarriages in men and women respectively. There were no studies. There was just an opinion that said the genetic instructions of the proteins on the male and female reproductive systems were such small similarities to the spike protein that it shouldn't matter. And therefore, it didn't matter. And so what we're seeing in women who get the injection is a very large, hundreds of percent increase in miscarriages and stillborns of their babies, all being reported to vaccine adverse event reporting system. And now what we're seeing is women who are around others who've been injected are having the same experience, which has to raise the suspicion that not only does that messenger RNA make the body produce spike protein on an ongoing basis, but that spike protein is probably shedding out of the breath, the saliva, the skin, and who knows where else in the body it's being shed from. Just the last point before you ask me the next question. That's only based on what we think we know is in these injections. But Dr. Tenpenny and I 
have discussed this on numerous occasions, that there is potential for other messenger RNA proteins being injected into the body that would cause the body to make all sorts of proteins that we may not be aware of. I'm realizing our time's about to get away, and I want to just give a few comments about what you just heard. This is a doctor. This is his opinion, and a lot of it is based in, I think, some legitimate concern and facts, and he's not alone. I've been reading a lot. I find a lot very reputable. This this one just happened to put so many things into a very short amount of time, and that's why I wanted you to hear it. I'd saved this a couple of days ago, and I'm just trying to find all the notes that I had. Bottom line is, he's not alone. I, I have found dozens of other doctors and found their medical practices, the reviews, and, and everything else. They're the real deal. These are real doctors that treat real patients, unlike Dr. Fauci, who doesn't treat any patients anymore, or never did. They have concerns. And I'm going to listen to what they have to say. Time will tell how accurate they were or were not. But from my point of view, there are too many unknowns for me and my wife to be comfortable with taking this concoction. Am I distrusting of uh, doctors? Some, yeah. Am I distrusting of pharmaceutical companies? Well, consider how many that have been sued and, and how many lives they've taken and how many billions they've had to pay out. I know that modern medicine has done some great things in extending and improving our lives, but of late, I don't see... I see a lot of medicines whose side effects I'm more concerned about than than the disease that they're trying to they're trying to treat. It's a multi-billion dollar industry and that that is truly a concern to me when you start talking in those huge kind these kind of numbers billions of dollars. And and when you have that kind of money involved, you know, money can corrupt. It really can. And I wonder how many how many people's lives have been endangered because a company was going to bring something to market. Not saying at all, I'm just saying I take everything cautiously. Do you believe in the work we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? Let me know. Uh, airtime is not cheap. If you want to help with that, you can mail a check to Ancient Word Radio. And our address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, and on that line, add the number 263. That is the number 263, our secure little box in Sky Valley. Two words, Sky Valley, and the state is Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. Until tomorrow, may God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number 2, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.